is a Woodside Church podcast. So what does your life look like? Yeah. Even if you have failures in your life, even if you have mistakes in your life, church, believe this truth. Don't believe the lie, okay? Don't believe that just because you've had a mistake in your life or a failure in your life, you know, this standing in God has gone away. This standing will only go away if you lose faith in God. As long as you have faith in him, as long as you believe in the work that Jesus has done for you, as long as you want him in your life, you are in this position. However bad you feel, however miserable you feel this morning, this is your position. Hallelujah. Next one. So first one is we are in Christ. The second one is the Holy Spirit of God comes to live within us. So Sunu is the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is called the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And when does the Holy Spirit come into our life? The moment we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him as the Lord of our life, the Holy Spirit of God comes into our life. He is the promised seal, the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until we meet him face to face. Hallelujah. And how long is he going to be, how long is the Holy Spirit going to be in me and you? As long as we want him there. Okay, as long as we want him there. Okay, as long as we desire for him to be with us. As long as we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, church is not based on a feeling. Sometimes we have failures in our life saying, oh, I don't feel right. I feel horrible. I feel God has left me. No, God doesn't leave you like that, okay? Recently, when I went on holiday, I went to the bank and got some dollars, okay? And I know dollars were in a wallet, wallet in, my, in my bag, okay? And uh, so I didn't have to open my bag each time and look if the money was still there because I knew I had gone to the travel agent and got my money, okay? So similarly, you know, it's not a feeling, it is a, a guarantee. It's an absolute thing that because I love the Lord Jesus Christ, because I have received him into my life, the Holy Spirit is in me. Not a feeling, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord, good. Now, just as the Lord Jesus Christ makes us righteous before God, we are holy before him, the Holy Spirit of God has come into our life to give us the power and the ability and the wisdom to live the Christian life. Hallelujah. Two different things. One is we are holy and righteous. The Holy Spirit of God enables us to live the Christian life just as God wanted it to be. Hallelujah. Then we have another thing in our life, which is the sinful nature which Hudson was laboring last week on, okay? The sinful nature of the flesh. How long have we had it for? Since the moment we were conceived in our mother's womb. Even before we were born, we were you know, with the sinful nature. How long will we have it? As long as we live in this body, we will have this sinful nature. And what does the sinful nature do? The sinful nature leads us to commit sin. 
causes us to be rebellious against God. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. I'll call you back up again, okay? You're not done. Now, we also have three phases of Christian life. One is justification. We have talked about this so many times. It happens in a second. The moment we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him, we are justified before God. That means God says, you have not committed a sin. You are holy. That happens in a second. The third one is glorification. We sang about this this morning, okay? It happens in a second. When the Lord Jesus Christ comes again, whether we have died and we are resting, or whether we are alive when he comes, we will be caught up with him. We will be transformed, and we will be with him forever. That is called glorification. It happens in a second. The moment he comes, we will be transformed. The second bit, sanctification, is the one between justification and glorification. That means since we are, after we are born again, till we die or till we are caught up with him, we are being changed by the presence of the Holy Spirit. As we surrender our lives to the Holy Spirit, and as the Holy Spirit works in our life, we are being changed into the likeness of Jesus day by day. We are being changed from one degree of maturity to another degree of maturity. And that is sanctification. That happens throughout our life. Now let's come to the preach. So verse 12 says, we have um, uh, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not the sinful nature to live according to it. Okay? So what is an obligation? An obligation is a moral or legal duty. Okay? Thanks, Zach, for pointing that out this morning. That's good. See, it's teamwork. Okay? Jesus helps. <laughs> okay. So we have an obligation, first of all, not to. Okay, the Bible says there is an obligation not to. To what? Not to the sinful nature. Now to understand the sinful nature, we need to go back to the Garden of Eden. So in the Garden of Eden, when Satan came to Adam and Eve, he said, if you eat this fruit, you will be like God. Okay, you'll be like God. So once they ate the fruit, what happened? We are all gods. Okay, we all became gods. We all became independent. That's what it means. Okay, now when we are gods and when we are independent, when we have the sinful nature, we have all these wrong things in our life, but we don't want to exhibit the wrong things in our life. We want to present ourselves in good light. So when we want to present ourselves in good light, then we have a list of do's and don'ts that help us to look good. And this is how religion evolved all around the world, okay? So the religion evolved just to make us look good, make us look good before God. But we know that no end of do's and don'ts will make us good before God, okay? And um, so when we look to the law, and Apostle Paul, I think it's in Romans chapter two, I think he says, God gave the Jews law written down Whereas he gave the law to the Gentiles, he wrote it in their hearts and minds, and that is a conscience, okay? So when we do something wrong, even though he's not a Christian, the conscience will 
be pricked, will be affected, okay? So when we follow a list of do's and don'ts, or when we follow the law, when we come before the law, what does the law say? What does the law say? You are guilty. You are a wrongdoer. That's what the law says. The law will say, compare your life with the law, with the absolute standard and say, you are guilty. When we are guilty, then we come under condemnation, okay? And when we come under condemnation, we come under the dominion of sin because we then are on the darker side. This is what Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 6, you know, he talks about the dominion of sin. He says, do not allow sin to be your master. Do not be under the dominion of sin. Okay? Then when we understand that we are not good, what we do? We make more attempts to become good. When we make more attempts to become good, what happens? We fail even more. We come under even more condemnation. Okay? <clears throat> so that's what happens if we follow the sinful nature. And that's what the Bible says here, if you live according to sinful nature, you will die. That means you will keep on failing. You'll keep on making mistakes. You will never reach the righteousness that God so freely gives you and me, okay? <clears throat> but he then says, but if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live, okay? So let's look at the, you know, uh, at this aspect, okay? Now can I ask Zach and Sunu to come up once more? <laughs> Sorry. So, in Christ, I am holy, I am righteous, I am free from all accusation. This is my position. I no longer need the law to make me look good because my life is holy, clean, pure, free from all accusation, without blemish. I don't need to look to the Lord to make me look good. I'm good before God. Do you understand? Hallelujah. Okay, don't forget this. Okay, when you wake up in the middle of the night, tonight or tomorrow, okay, when you have a failure, when you stumble, always think that your position in God is this. Hallelujah, okay. So, where there is no law, when I'm not looking to the law, then, I no longer have condemnation. Only if I look to the law, I'm condemned. If I'm not looking to the law, I'm not condemned. And now I'm under the dominion of grace. I'm no longer under the dominion of sin. Hallelujah. Our soul and our spirit is now coupled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? My soul and my spirit, your soul and your spirit is coupled with the Holy Spirit. <coughs> So then I'm looking to the Holy Spirit, okay? Okay? And I'm copying the Holy Spirit. I'm looking at what the Holy Spirit is doing. And the Holy Spirit is with me every day. Whatever the Holy Spirit is doing in a situation, I will do, okay? I'm dancing with the Holy Spirit, okay? Hallelujah? You can tell we haven't rehearsed this. Yeah? <laughs> this is the Christian life, okay? All right? So our soul and spirit now coupled to the Holy Spirit, looking to the Holy Spirit, and we are copying the Holy Spirit. When I'm looking at the Holy Spirit and doing what the Holy Spirit is doing or what the Holy Spirit is telling me, then I no longer make mistakes, okay? So I'm not killing the misdeeds of the body, but rather 
I am preventing the misdeeds from happening. Okay? Now, but you know, you and I know that we do still make mistakes. Yeah? Okay? So even if you make a mistake, what does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit will reveal it to us. Okay? And then what do we do? We ask for forgiveness. Jesus, forgive me. And then I'm asking, Holy Spirit, help me not to commit this mistake again. I give this area of my life to you. I've given all my life to you. <laughs> so we continue to enlist the help of the Holy Spirit to overcome this particular weakness in our life. And this is called conviction of the Holy Spirit and not condemnation. Hallelujah. So if you feel condemned, that doesn't come from God. You know Jesus in John chapter 3, he says, for the Son of Man did not come into this world to condemn the world, but to save the world. And these are things that you and I should know because these are the promises that have been given to us and we need to stand in these promises every single day of our life. And that's the only way we can be overcomers. This is the only way we can be victorious. This is a solid ground that you have and I have been given, okay? Don't stumble from this solid ground, okay? Satan with the powers of darkness will try to push us out, but don't fall from this solid ground that God has given. Thank you. Okay, now next verse, verse 14 to 17. Um, where are we? Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. So, the next thing that Apostle Paul here reminds us in this is that our adoption as God's children, okay? Previously, we had no relationship with God. When we were not in faith, we had no relationship with God. We were separate from God and were foreigners and aliens as far as God was concerned. When we receive the Holy Spirit of God by faith, we become adopted as his sons and daughters into his family. We become fellow citizens and members of God's household. Hallelujah. Now, when I'm like this, what do I need to do? Since I was born again, you know, by, when I was around 20 years of age, I spent daily meditating on God's word, trying to understand Okay, <clears throat> we are back. And uh, so I try and understand things about my father. 
I want to know him. I want to know what his thoughts are. I want to know what his desires are. I want to know his purposes, okay? So I'm cultivating this relationship with him. And as I cultivate this relationship with him, the more I spend with him, the more I read his word, the more I understand his love for me is never ending. As we heard again and again and again, okay? His love for us is never ending. His love sings over you and for me, over you and me on a daily basis, okay? So that is essential to having the experience of being a son. I am a son of my heavenly father. That is my greatest blessing, okay? People have frequently told me, oh, if you go to this meeting, you'll be blessed, okay? There'll be so many, there's gold dust coming down, there's healing, miracles, and I feel I don't have to because I have the greatest blessing in my life, which is God himself. You see, my friends, if you don't see this, then we are going from one place to the other, okay? This is what Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians. We are, you know, going, you know, tossed back and forth by the waves. We are not sure where we are, okay? If you know this blessing, the greatest blessing that the king of heaven, the maker of this universe, the one who created everything, is your father and he is in your life, then you're a poor person. You're a poor person but I know you are not. You are rich in God. Hallelujah. So always rejoice. The only thing we can do is praise Him. That is all that we can do. You see, when we wake up in the morning, when we awake in the middle of the night, when we have a failure, when we go through difficulties, we know this one thing, that I belong to Him. I'm a son of the Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Yes, yeah, I may have temp temporary problems in my life. I may have difficulties. I may be facing stumbling blocks, but that doesn't change the fact that I am a child of the Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. I did not receive a spirit that makes me a slave to fear. I don't fear, okay? If you lose this knowledge about your position, then yes, you'll be shaking. Yes, you'll be fearful, but I am governed by love and not fear. When something goes wrong in my life, I don't suddenly feel that God has left me because I know his word says, I will neither forget you nor forsake you. I will neither forget you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. We can call the almighty God our father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are God's children, then we are also heirs of God, heirs of the kingdom of God. That means whatever belongs to God belongs to you and me. Hallelujah. Okay, because of shortage of time, I, will, I wanted to say something about Zach, you know. I mean, even though he is a son, we loved him and everything. When he goes through difficulty, he knows that... He has a father and mother standing fair and square behind him, okay? So the same applies, you know, you can, you know, use this in different ways. Now the next one is verse 17, okay? It says here, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory, okay? Sharing in his sufferings is the third point that we are going to discuss today. Now, when we look at this, some people think, does that mean... I have to go through sufferings in order to share in his glory. And we find that in different parts of the world, people inflict punishments upon themselves. So 
on good friday they would you know carry a heavy cross they would um, put thorns on them they would uh, lash themselves with whips and everything they put themselves to torture thinking if they somehow you know do this they are also sharing in christ's sufferings okay it does not mean that we have to have problems in this world that's not what this verse says okay it means that you know when you and me us in this world and we make it known that i am a child of god that i love god then what happens we face isolation we face ridicule the world will think we are fools okay and that is a suffering that this verse is talking about you know a lot of the time what do we want to do we want to blend in okay we want to blend in so that we don't draw unnecessary attention to ourselves and even if we draw attention to ourselves we want to be in line with the you know with what the world can appreciate like if i act like a movie star if i act like a sports person okay that is in line with the what the world wants to do okay but the moment you say i'm a child of god i love him i go on sunday to worship him then you get ridicule in some parts of the world particularly where i come from people dress in white and white particularly when they go on a sunday to church they want to show that they are holy they don't want to keep a mustache mustache means looking tough okay only tough guys keep mustaches so they look clean shaven okay that's not what i am clean shaven okay all right so and they want to present themselves differently okay now the only thing the bible talks about dressing is the bible says dress with modesty okay dress with modesty so friends you have to decide whether your dressing is modest or not we can't tell you you need to ask yourself why am i dressing this way whom am i doing this for okay that's all i will say about this but okay i don't want to get into trouble we stand out church by behaving differently okay okay in line with the standards of the kingdom we stand out when we share the gospel when we share the good news of jesus when we share the love of heaven the love and grace of god our father we need to identify ourselves with christ on a day to day basis both in our public and personal life this is what makes us different and this is our suffering this can make us stick out like a sore thumb can make us feel isolated and this is what it means to suffer with christ you are identifying with christ in your life on a day to day basis now don't copy the world but copy christ just as jesus did what did jesus do you see jesus did not come into this world only to die for our sins but he also came to show us how to live the christian life and he said if you have seen me you have seen the father church you have to ask yourself if the world looks at me have they seen jesus have they seen the father and then jesus said i know my father church do you know your father do you know your savior he says i speak the words of my father can you speak the words of your father many times when i encounter people they say i don't know what to share i don't know what to say 
we know everything about the world. We know about the top music things in this world. We know about movie stars. We know about sports stars. But when it comes to the word of my father, we say, I don't know what to share. I don't know what to say. He says, I can do nothing on my own. Is that your thinking? I can do nothing without the help of the Holy Spirit who is in me? Is that how you feel? Is that how you live your life? You need to ask yourself these things. He says, Jesus says, I seek and do the will of the Father. Church, are you seeking and doing the will of your Father? You need to ask yourself. He says, my Father is with me. Jesus is he's certain. Do you know that your Father is with you? That the Holy Spirit of God is with you? Whatever your circumstances, whatever you're going through, Hallelujah. He said, my father has sent me. He says, I always please the father. Ask yourself. I and the father are one. I make the father known. Do you make the father known through your public life? Through your interaction with your family members, with your colleagues, with your neighbors? Do you make the father known? He says, I have finished the work the father has given me to do. When someone asks you, what is the purpose of your life? Do you know, church, what is the purpose of your life? I knew the purpose of my life. I know. Do you know? Jesus knew. Okay? So you need to know what is the calling on your life. Hallelujah. So church, finally, what does your life look like? Who will say this? No one. Very good. Who will? Oh, very slowly, but eventually everyone. Hallelujah. You pass the test, guys. You see, when you go through a school, you have tested the beginning and tested the end. You've all passed in flying colors. Don't forget, whatever your circumstances, whether you wake up in the middle of the night, whether you wake up in the morning, whether you have failures in your life, whether you have made a mistake, okay, your position does not change. That does not mean, somebody might ask, that does that mean I can sin? Apostle Paul says in Romans 6, by no means. Because what are you doing? You're dancing with the Holy Spirit, okay? You're dancing with the Holy Spirit. You're living your life with the Holy Spirit. When you're living your life with the Holy Spirit, you are copying the Holy Spirit. You want to be like the Holy Spirit. You want to be like your Father. You want to be like Jesus. Hallelujah. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.